Call from mom. Answer it. Call silenced. Instacart knows nothing gets between you and the game. That's why they make ordering from your couch easy. Stock up today and get all your groceries for the week delivered in as fast as 30 minutes without missing a minute of the game. You have 47 new voicemails. Download the app to get free delivery on your first three orders while supplies last. Minimum $10 per order. Additional terms apply. Hiring for your small business? If you're not looking for professionals on LinkedIn, you're looking in the wrong place. That's like looking for your car keys in a fish tank. LinkedIn helps you hire professionals you can't find anywhere else. Even those who aren't actively searching for a new job but might be open to the perfect role. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't even visit other leading job sites. So start looking in the right place. With LinkedIn, you can hire professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash recommend today. And we just we just funnel that right into the North Olmsted Chrysler Jeep Dodge Ram hotline and bring in Jeff Lloyd of the Locked On Browns podcast. Jeff, what's going on? Good morning, Garrett. How are we doing this fine Saturday? Man, I'm doing good, man. I'm just talking about the dumb questions people ask at press conferences. Um, <laughs> you know, I, you know I, I thought about it, and, and I'll ask you because I'm, I'm going to come back and pivot to this a, a little bit later in the show. At what point in time, um, you know, because we talked about it, you know, when we was on a podcast, we talked about it, said, man, at some point in time, you just, no matter how moldable or, or, or you know, you pivot, you just at sometimes you get tired of it, and you don't want. I ain't got no time to be talking about. It. So I named this the name of this show closure. My question to you is: At what point do you believe the local and national media will stop? Um, will kind of let the game play out on the field rather than asking questions about the allegations? Um, is there a time frame where you say it'll kind of die out, or do you think he's going to have to deal with these questions for? I mean, three, four, five years until he's, you know, either here or retired. I think when we're going to see this absolutely kind of flame out is as we start turning the page and, you know, basically saying that it is week one. Deshaun Watson's not going to be around. You're not going to be able to have access to him. And, you know, and as much as it's paying you and I, and this is what we've talked about, is there's so many other good players on this team who have not gotten their basically, you know, just dessert as far as being spoken about, gotten time with the media, I mean, we've had, some, we had a couple of rookies make some major, major impressions in their first preseason game last Friday night. And unfortunately, just because, you know, everything gets drawn to whatever the biggest story is, and obviously the biggest story to this point has been Deshaun Watson, even though he has not even taken a snap yet as a Cleveland Brown in a regular season game. This is the way it goes. But, um, and I think Stefanski's maybe, you know, being smart here, not playing Watson on Sunday there would be no reason for media to interview Deshaun Watson after the game if he doesn't play. Um, so I think for the Browns, you kind of got to just like phase it out yourselves here for two weeks until it becomes the point where Deshaun Watson isn't around anyway. So there's no way you can put a microphone in his face and you're going to have to focus on what is this Cleveland Browns product for the first 11 games of this season. Jeff, would, if you were part of Deshaun Watson's team, would you just make a, a statement that you were going to just only stick to football? Uh, you're going to take football-related questions about, you know, the team, uh, their opponents, but moving forward, you're not going to talk about anything of a pending civil litigation. Um, you're not going to talk about any of the allegations or the settlements. I, I, I don't know what putting the statement out there does. Look, isn't that kind of what the statement was Friday night, you know, put out through a Didi Kinkawala before the first preseason game? Mm-hmm. 
If he's going to just basically continue to say, you know, I feel like I didn't do anything wrong, you're only making the situation worse. And when that came out before the first preseason game, it made it kind of sound like, hey, I respect the situation. You know, I understand it. That was the statement that hopefully was going to squash all of this. Of course, there was going to have to be another uh, opportunity at the microphone once we finally got word of you know, what the suspension was finally going to be. But it should have just been more of, you know, I, I apologize that I let down my teammates. I apologize that I let down my new organization. And that should have been the finality of it. And like we talked about, you shouldn't have gone to the press 10 minutes after yep. the decision was made. Let it, it was marinate. Poor. It was poor. You need to research this and you need to understand, look, if we want this to be the final time we're going to speak about or have our ducks in a row, we better be speaking on a unified front. And this was one of the things that's been so pleasurable about the, about the Barry and Stefanski era up until this point is you could close your eyes and not see who was speaking, but maybe you knew it was a universal front because everybody was saying the same things. This is not the way it, it went as far as you know, after the suspension news came, which it's basically like for the media, hey, man, all right, no problem. You basically opened up the scab. We can all go jump in it again and you know, basically get more reads, more clicks, all of this stuff. They've got to – they needed to handle that better. They needed to let the PR people go to work while the Browns went to the practice field and said, this is how we are going to address this. Agreed. This is what we're going to say, and then that is that. Yep, I I, I, I I completely agree. Um, sometimes, you know, you got to let things, you know, like in the words of, of the great Sean P. Diddy Combs, sometimes you got to preserve your sexy. Sometimes you can't be all out in public. Sometimes you got to just stay silent. You got to be like, man, look, hey, if, if, if you know, the, and I've always said the first one to the party does not necessarily mean that you're the best to the party. Sometimes you got to let it breathe a little bit, give us a little time, let it marinate, come up and formulate a plan, and then execute it, and then you can move on. Uh, so so I, I totally agree with you on that situation. Um, moving forward, let's get into this. Now, you, you've mentioned something that, that – and this is a really unique phenomenon. You know, we got all these great players, right? And I get it. I understand when you're talking about a quarterback and this the way the league is, you know – Everything revolves around the quarterback. Everything, right? Um, the questions, the scandals, the wins, the law, everything revolves around it. But I, I must say this. I, I'm confused at some of the, you know, I've heard, I've seen people say that the Browns going to be 3-14. and 14. Um, They're, they're going to, you know, they'll, they'll be drafting. And, you know, the, it's a disaster because the Texans have their first-round picks and they're going to win four or five games. I just don't understand where that rationale comes from, Jeff. Can you explain that to me when you look around this roster? And I get that you may have the thought process that you can't win a Super Bowl without an elite quarterback, but to have one of the best offensive lines, to have one of the the best running back room, to have one of the best edge rushers, cornerbacks, all these different positions, and think that you're going five wins because Deshaun Watson isn't there, can you give me some insight into that? Why do you think that phenomenon is? I think there's just a lot of people right now that they are so upset with the Cleveland Browns. They do not want to see them succeed. Um, look, this team went eight and nine last year with really, really bad quarterback play. Um, and what was one of the reasons they won eight ball games? They had a really, really, really good defense. That defense is going to be even better. They had a running back room that missed Kareem Hunt for nine games. Nick Chubb also missed times. 
you have to believe the assumption there is those guys are not going to miss that much time this season. You've added Jerome Ford to that room. You've brought in a player like Amari Cooper. And I think looking at it now and that Amari Cooper was added first to this, even now Amari Cooper looks even more important than he did when they first acquired him because he is a guy that is not going to you know, go deep into the media. He's not going to answer questions about Deshaun Watson. He's not Deshaun Watson. Why is he going to answer questions about the scenario? He's only been teammates with him for five months. The allegations against Deshaun Watson stem from a long time before he was teammates with him. You have the right players in place to manipulate this situation as far as, you know, the, whatever the media circus is surrounding Deshaun Watson. This team wants to go out there and play. This is a bunch of players who are basically the same types. They'll speak to the media. They'll give you your stock answers. They work hard. They're generally good people, generally good community guys. They're going to go out there. They're going to play hard. That's not going to change. Miles Garrett understands he is a top-paid player in his position. Denzel Ward understands he's a top-paid player in his position. Nick Chubb, the guards, all these guys get it. So if this team, without Deshaun Watson, falters, there's going to be fingers pointed at them. And these guys are just cut from a different cloth. And they will be the driving force for why this team will be competitive week in, week out. And whoever doesn't want to hear it, I don't care. This team is going to win football games. Talking to Jeff Floyd on the North Olmstead Chrysler Jeep Dodge Ram Hotline. Uh, and he is of the Locked On Browns podcast, uh, your team every single day for the Cleveland Browns. So, you know, Jeff, you know, you, you mentioned something earlier. I thought it was it was a really good insight is that, you know, you got some rookies and some some younger players that are making some strides but have not gotten that notoriety, have not been able to get those headlines and attention because of all of the stuff going on in the offseason, one with Baker Mayfield, and then finally with the Deshaun Watson thing coming to a resolution. Um, what are you looking forward to in the game against Philadelphia um, and, and looking to see even though you got not not a lot of the starters playing and not a lot of the individuals that, uh, you know, the, the big-name guys playing. What are you looking for in this game against the Eagles? Well, I mean, one of the storylines of this entire summer, and it'll continue to be, is the wide receivers and the wide receivers after Amari Cooper. Donovan Peoples-Jones, Anthony Schwartz, David Bell. It was a better week of practice for Anthony Schwartz. Can that translate into game success Sunday against the Eagles? David Bell got his extended run after his, you know, uh, beginning of the summer with a little bit of a banged-up foot. Um, didn't go so well for David Bell. You know, it's ups and downs with David Bell. You understand that's going to be the case with younger players, but it can't be the case with any player that on a team that is supposed to be successful. These guys are going to have to step up. Um, whether it was through the spring, early summer, a lot of talk about Greg Newsom going in to play nickel cornerback, taking care of those slot situations. Denzel Ward, when he came back this week, what is one of the first things he said? Look, if you need me to go handle the slot guy, I'll handle the slot guy. If that's the most dangerous weapon, I'm the highest paid guy in the room, I'll go handle it. But the point with that is, is if one of those guys kicks inside, who's going to play on the outside? A.J. Green is a player that they absolutely love. They love his work ethic. They love his due diligence, his ability to battle the ball. But you look at Martin Emerson, and you know I put out a tweet last night. Uh, I got a text yesterday from somebody within the Eagles organization through joint practices, and basically just straight up, y'all stole Martin Emerson. The kid is an absolute freak length, competitiveness. We know he's a tackler. We know he plays physical. We saw his first success against the Jaguars. That's something you want to keep going because if you think the slot is going to be something that could be an issue for you and you're going to address it with Greg Newsom or Denzel Ward, that means you've got to have a guy that you're ready to put on the outside. Emerson brings you know height, length that neither Newsom nor Ward does. Do you really think Martin Emerson is going to be a guy here 
that could probably step up and dive right into serious, legitimate playing time early for this team. And I think the linebackers, it's not that I have a question about the linebackers. It's about how it's going to shake out. Because Sione Takitaki's He's always the guy that nobody ever really talks about, and then it's like, oh, there it is, Taki Taki with another play. We know the importance of Anthony Walker and basically being the brains of that defense, J.O.K., Phillips. I think that's just it's something to watch as far as how is this going to shake out because I think there's times where you'd like to see any one of the four on the field, but you also understand that any of the four you know, are quality but are also going to you know, have opportunities where they're going to have to come off the field, you know, and who will be the guys that will play in obviously passing situations? You know, I I I, I love Martin Emerson. Uh, I, I just love his. I, I just like his length. I like AJ Green. I just I just love his size and ability to uh, you know come up and make plays on the offensive side of the of football. Um, do you think Jerome Ford has an opportunity to put up back to back nice games? I think he's going to get some carries. And do you think that there's anything that he can do um, to kind of unseat Dearness Johnson as a third running back? They're in a really difficult spot because I think they did not realize that Jerome Ford was going to be this maybe ready to go. Granted, it was week one of preseason, and there is still some time to go to see if he's going to be this package that they truly think he can be. Um, But if you're going by first glances and your first audition, Jerome Ford absolutely nailed it. Um, We'll see the way it works out for other teams as far as, you know, the way they view their running back rooms for this season. But Jerome Ford is in an opportunity, and I think the Browns are probably going to give him another extended look here because this may be one where the dividends are going to, you know, basically, you know, come out further as far as what he can bring to your team. And if you're the Browns, look, you're going to run the ball a lot. You're probably going to run the ball 60, 65% of the time with Jacoby Brissett at quarterback. And, you know, if you think Jerome Ford is ready, there's not going to be a reason to call this number. And this also gives you the opportunity to maybe free up Kareem Hunt to maybe play some slot, give some looks at the fullback position. Because if you're going to be down Sean Watson, you're going to want to make sure you have your best playmakers on the field as much as possible. Yeah, I, I'm, I'm looking at it like this, man. Um, you know, the Browns, if you look at it, they found some nice young pieces, um, some guys – uh, that that have been able to you know kind of make some noise in the later rounds. Um, I'll be anxious to see if, if what David Bell is going to do. I'll be interested to see what uh, uh, Anthony Schwartz is going to bring to the table. Uh, and, and moving forward, you know we've talked about this, and, and I guess the the thing overall arching theme with um, the Browns is now that you know it's eleven games. Um, if you had to if you had to stand on um, if you had to stand on a win loss record. Um, in the first 11 games, what would you say that, that the Browns are most likely to come up with with Jacoby Brissett in, in the first 11 games? I think your absolute dream scenario is basically to just flirt with 500, 5 and 6, 6 and 5. Um, you know, look, Brissett could play better than we all expect, uh, you know, but it's really, really hard to think a guy who's got a 17 to 24 career record in this league is all of a sudden going to go out and play 8 and 3 football or 7 and 4 football. Um, and that begs the question that we talked about. Uh, the first six games, I think you feel confident about what your team can do. It's that next five that's just absolutely brutal, which is going to you know, bring up the Jimmy G questions until Jimmy G is either remaining at San Francisco or playing for somebody else. Yeah, talking to Jeff Floyd on the uh, North Homestead Chrysler Jeep Dodge Ram hotline. Um, really quickly here, if you get if you get to a point – 
And, and well, I've talk, kind of told people that it wasn't going to happen because the Browns like him. Uh, in what scenario um, would you foresee um, the Browns kicking the tires or trying to make a a uh, play for Jimmy Garoppolo, which has been, you know, a, a guy that's been linked to a lot of things. And a lot of people and a lot of fans and people in the media have brought his name up. Uh, under what circumstances do you think the Browns would actually take a look at him? The simplest scenario of all, Gary, is this team is one snap away from Josh Dobbs or Josh Rosen being their quarterback. Do we need any more than that? Um, and the other question I have is what do you do – if Josh Rosen does get cut by the 49ers, because, I mean, sorry, Jimmy Garoppolo, what, is, what was the issue with Deshaun Watson? $238 million guarantee is maybe why Deshaun Watson chose to go play for the Cleveland Browns. What are you going to do if Jimmy G hits the open market? Are, are you sure he's going to choose Cleveland? So if you're the Browns and you really want to get this done, most likely, in my opinion, you've got to work out something with San Francisco where you give them a draft pick, maybe San Francisco eats some money, but you can't guarantee if Jimmy Garoppolo hits the open market, he's going to come to Cleveland. So, you know, for me, the, simply, the simplicity of it all is this team is one snap away from Josh Dobbs or Josh Rosen managing an 11-game stretch, a 10-game stretch, a 9-game stretch, an 8-game stretch. I don't think anybody, any one of us wants to see them take one snap. So if it's just Jacoby Brissett and this team seriously wants to win this season, it's something you absolutely have to consider. Jeff, as always, man, thank you so much for coming, spending some time with me. I let everybody know where they can find your work. Obviously, you know, Garrett and I, we do the Locked On Browns podcast uh, Monday through Friday, minimum, uh, wherever you get your podcasts. Make sure you're following, subscribe. Of course, YouTube, the growth over there has just been incredible to this point. We couldn't be more appreciated. I mean, more appreciative. And, you know, one thing we've tried to say for these coming months is, you know, I understand the Watson talks were going to get exhausting, but football's here, and that's what we do best. Jeff, we'll talk to you soon. You have a good rest of your Saturday. Take care of yourself, Gary. T-Mobile has invested billions to light up America's largest 5G network from big cities to small towns, including right here in yours. And great coverage is just the beginning. Right now, families and small businesses can save up to 20% versus AT&T and Verizon when they switch. Visit your local T-Mobile store today. 